This week on the show, we have full-time Twitch streamer and content creator, Maxi Lobes. If you're enjoying the podcast and want to support it, make sure to check us out on Patreon at patreon.com slash kojimafreak. So I don't, I don't know if we want to just kind of like roll in and, and start and then Nitro can jump in or how we want to do this. Um, I'm personally a little anxious right now because like I was telling Apache earlier that Maxi, you're, you and a handful of other like survival horror streamers are part of my comfort watch. Just like late night folks who play these old games that used to scare the shit out of me. Um, but now they just kind of like flip them over and break them. And I end up learning a lot. I actually learned more about DA from Resident Evil because of you. Uh, so yeah, a little bit starstruck right now. DA is stupid. <laughs> yeah. Apache for like a few seconds was, was speedrunning RE2 remake. And, uh, he was like, yeah, I'm doing this for the DHLC. And I'm like, oh, is, is that the shit that like Maxi kills himself in RE4 for? Yeah, I like how you described I ran it for a minute. It really was a short amount of time. That was a blip in time when you ran RE2. I remember that time. <laughs> yes, it was very it was very brief, but you fucking like mastered it. And they're like, OK, done. Bye. <laughs> I'm, I'm coming back to it. I'm going to do PC 120 FPS so I can use the knife more and the spark shot less. I'm going to go ahead and not mention Call of Duty since I, I talked about Sherlock on the last episode and that was a step too far. If I start talking about Call of Duty, then I don't know what's next. Star Trek. <laughs> like This is the podcast that doesn't talk about any Kojima stuff. <laughs> Fingers. Yo, it's Apache Smash. Hey everyone, this is Days Ahead. And I'm Nitroid. You're listening to the Kojima Frequency. It's actually been a bit of a wild, uh, a wild two weeks for uh, Metal Gear, right? Yeah. yeah of course, the been. biggest thing would be um, Kojima moving offices. That was a big deal, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They have scoped out a uh, a new office here, and uh, someone like <laughs> I saw somebody had it like locked down. They're like, "It's this building because you can see the you can see the tower from here, and then this is the other tower." I was like, "Holy shit!" They, they know where you live, Kojima. Kojima docks himself pretty much. Let's leave it up to the internet. Give them five seconds; they'll figure it out. I assume they don't care because they know they're getting doxed either way. Like they may as well just say, "Yeah." That might have been where they recorded that Q&A. It did look like like similar windows, but it's hard to tell. I'm interested to see what happens with the, the media stuff. That's what I keep thinking about. Like, is he going to do... We're going to see, like, Kojima Netflix series, Death Stranding Netflix series, something like that. Ooh. I mean, they made Halo into a Netflix series. It's not Netflix, but... Turned Halo into a series. I, I think anything Kojima does is probably... Uh, probably more movie-esque or TV-esque than Halo. So, yeah. I think anything's possible at this rate. Did anyone watch that Halo show, by the way? I, I just saw clips of it, and it looked awful. All right, yeah. So the, the clips that everybody was picking on definitely looked awful, but, like, I, I went into it and watched, like, half of the first episode. I didn't realize it was, like, it was like a full hour long because, like, it, it did this, like, really long opening and then did a title sequence and credits, and I was like, oh, cool, it's over. And then I looked at the at the play timer. It was like, no, this is just starting. And then we were like, okay, we'll we'll finish this up later. But uh, the little bit that I did watch, like 
I, I kept like giving it shit and then giving it praise. I was like, all right, yeah, this is cool. And I was like, all right, you know, fuck what people are saying on the internet. And then I was like, all right, yeah, that, that did kind of suck. Like, so I don't know. It's not great, but it's it's not, I wouldn't like immediately dismiss it. There's probably some good in there, you know? And uh, I do know that that, that quote that the uh, the people behind it didn't even play the games was like severely misquoted. Like they not only played the games, but then went to, uh, you know, Bungie and like really like dug deep into the lore and stuff. So I, uh, I, I love those games, like the Halo games. Yeah, I, I enjoyed the hell out of them, but I never thought hmm, this should be a TV show. It didn't, it didn't strike me as that. I don't know if it did for anyone else. Well, one thing that they're doing that, I mean, I kind of appreciate because I, I kind of like when people separate things and don't try to lump it all together is like they're they're doing a separate canon for this one. And that's where it's something like with the Metal Gear series, you know, you've got like the separate offshoots like Acid and stuff where it's like it's this is a definite, you know, non-canon section here that we're talking about. And it's just it's kind of cool to just do like what if scenarios and that, you know, and, and it doesn't muck up the canon that way. I, I kind of appreciate stuff like that. And, I, and to that point, I do think even Death Stranding itself lends its lends itself. It, it can be both an episodic type thing, but it does lend itself to a bit of an anthology. Uh, we could follow yeah. Sam or just follow different parts of the world that are, how they're dealing with the Stranding, uh, similar to like World War Z. I would say. I could see that. I just think you're fucked. No matter what you do, if you do non-canon, they're gonna go. Oh, why isn't this in the canon? And then if yeah. they try and do canon. And it's like unacceptable to whatever you think Halo, the Halo lore is. They're gonna be mm-hmm. like, "Oh, they should have made this non-canon." It's like you're just fucked, no matter what. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's you know, that's the risk of like clinging to an old IP versus just doing something new and fresh, and you know, then it just flying under the radar, and nobody giving a shit. <laughs> so it's like, and I don't I, know. I kind of feel like that also works better as a TV show than like a movie because I think. When when people release movies of video games that actually have like story and some lore to it, I, I feel like it's uh, it's a bigger deal than the TV series kind of stuff that's been going on in the past few years. And I think it would be judged more harshly. So I guess Halo being a TV series, is, there's more potential for not getting like, you know, a ton of shit. Yeah. <laughs> I think I'm just gonna have to. I'm just gonna have to give it a try. I mean, I, I like Halo, so I might. I might like the TV show. As long as you're okay with seeing his face and seeing his butt, then uh, you should be all right. I didn't hear anything about the butt part. Yep, he's naked. You see Master Chief's face? Yeah, in the first episode, That's... apparently. Like the That's first not... like five minutes. Does that not seem weird? <laughs> like that does seem kind of weird, but like. <clears throat> I guess it's better than the part in like the Halo. What was it? Halo one ending where he takes off his helmet and it's a helmet. I, I was literally going to say that <laughs> too, when he took his helmet off and it was another helmet. <laughs> that would honestly, that's I prefer that to see in his face. It's like it's like just it, once you explain the mystery, you kind of ruin it. What's the Metal Gear equivalent of that? Like if they made a Metal Gear TV show, what is the equivalent of? Master Chief taking off his helmet in the first five minutes. Showing your decoy octopus, I think. Okay. <laughs> I can see that because it, like, it, it breaks the twist. I'm thinking more of like like kind of breaking the rules or being a little bit sacrilege all of a sudden. Um, Gray Fox is spelled with an E. No. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Dude, what if, Snake, what if Snake just completely changed it? Change like persona, 
He's just like a really, really sassy guy. <laughs> I, I think it's going to be like... Like he's I'm, had a bad day at work. He's just like, uh, whatever, Colonel. Did you see the way that he sat uh, in Otacon's office that time? That was pretty sassy. True. That was a little sassy. A little cross-legged. I know I, know I, don't, I know we don't want to get into the, the film because we've done it to death and we've heard nothing new since, but we've done it to death. But it's really going to be like looking away from explosions... I love America, Snake. Or at least I hope it is. I'm solid, Snake, bitch. I mean, that that's... I think that's a good answer to, you know, what would be the taking-off-the-helmet version of, of, of a Metal Gear Solid show is that it's, like, absurdly patriotic from the get-go. <laughs> it's Raymond Benson's version. <laughs> yeah, right, like, Raymond yep. Benson's version, please. <laughs> please. The Snake Men. Screenplay by Raymond Benson. Fuck! <laughs> I would, I would accept that. I, I would. Actually, I can't stop laughing, man. That's so funny. I would accept that. I would prefer that than the movie just kind of being bad. Like if they went for something really good, but yeah, the execution. I would rather it be Raymond Benson. Screenplay by Raymond Benson. God, if they do like, yeah, if they do like the Kung Fury approach, yeah, just like Christmas came early, motherfucker, and just like. <laughs> <laughs> like every every kill has like a guitar solo it's just like a like heavily reverb guitar solo yeah i'm solid snake bitch fuck yeah i'm for it there's your diet twin snakes damn throwback <laughs> so uh maxi we uh we're actually recording on a weird day uh when we when we went to schedule with maxi we couldn't get the day we normally stream on uh stream i've got a twitch brain um the day we normally record on uh because you're doing hot fix this week right i'm doing hot fix yeah i, I love a hot fix what are you running on there uh re4 you're doing the the curse no merchant run yeah <laughs> so hot fix i'm guessing is a, a speed running i'm not too familiar with that one hot, hot fix is gdq when they're not doing the main events they stream regular like content and they have different shows and the, the shows normally have themes and all those shows are called hot fixes okay gotcha it's a it's a fun old time but re4 no merchant is as you can imagine sorry for but you can't use the merchant yeah it's a little bit of a little bit of a struggle but de-rusting it isn't too bad i guess like ever i'm already underestimate so but yeah, i need so to work on it a little bit more before wednesday i uh, i opened your stream last night and uh your splits were like minus 12 like 12 minutes down or whatever and i was thinking yep that's the uh i'm getting back into this category again that's the de-rust oh, yeah. mode the red right. the red splits they're kind of nice to look at sometimes RE4 is one of those games where I just think, oh, I wish I was good at this game. I, I, it's one that I wish I put time into, um, and it's always on my list of like games that I want to run, because I think when when someone's good at that game, it's just so immediately obvious. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's a very like it's a very good speed game, but I, I will say it's just one of those games where if you if you really want to get good at it, you can't like can't run anything else. You have to devote all of your time to RE4. What makes That's, it that way? Just, just like the muscle memory of it and the timings? or Pretty much like the skill ceiling is so high that there are people who have 
maybe like 3,000 hours and they don't have world record. Mm. Like imagine putting 3,000 hours into yeah. a game and you're still not the best. Like that's rough. Yeah, imagine. <laughs> imagine that. <laughs> <laughs> So uh, some some speedruns are just they're just like that. You got to devote time every day. Otherwise you'll you'll never have record. It's just crazy. Honestly, that's 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 my sort of game. I don't like to run a ton of games at once. I like to just focus on one. Um but I tend to like do multiple categories within the same game and RE4 just sounds like an absolute blast. Um and I think I keep saying this that I would run the Wii version. I just think it'd be funny. The Wii version is actually like a really good version. It's the, uh, le- the legitimately done well. I think like that you know the Wii and the motion controls. So many like quality gaming experiences came out of them, and RE4 oh, yeah. is definitely one. I agree. I agree. Yeah, I actually just hacked my Wii and fucking got the uh you know the homebrew channel on there and. Throwing a bunch of Wii and GameCube uh, b- legal backups on there, and uh, <laughs> <coughs> had a good old time though. Uh, I like forgot how fun the Wii was. I was like, hell yeah, this is a good system. You can't move for good titles. Like there are, yeah, there are so many good titles on the on the Wii. I will say it ruined uh, Okami for me though, because you had to shake it every time you wanted to attack, and fuck that noise. God, that was not a good time. It's kind of funny that you mentioned um, you mentioned like. I'm assuming there's a hard, a major skill ceiling for Resident Evil 4 just because of like both the way the game is engineered but also the popularity of the game. And I was like, I was distinctly remembering another time where you and um, Bakba just like jumped into, I forget what the category was, but it was like Resident Evil 5. And y'all were just like, hey, let's just take four days, clear this co-op mode, and, and get some PBs. And I think that ended up happening. It's, it's, been, a, it's been a while since then, but... Yeah, that was right at the beginning of the year. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I, I actually, that was super fun. Like, RE5, similarly to RE4, has, like, a high skill ceiling, but we were running New Game Plus, so we don't have to worry about, like, any of the, the boss fights or the, the weird bullshit that comes with having to, you know, manage your inventory or ammo count and stuff like that. So we were just kind of flying through it and learning... You know, learning the movement and what it takes to actually run a game with a co-op partner. That was, I think, both of our both of our first attempts at a co-op speedrun. That's a, that's actually my favorite form of speedrunning, doing co-op runs and two-player one controller, things like that as well. is awesome. Um, who's better at RE5, you or Bach? I honestly, I think I am, but only because I've been running it a little bit more than Bach has. What? I also a, think uh, I also think he's way more in tune with the classic style of Resident Evil because my background is like I started with RE4. So a lot of those a lot of those like mechanics and the feel of RE5 is very familiar to me. Yeah. Is that and, um, uh, is that is that like true for casual playing as well? Did you start playing Resident Evil at four? No, I started playing at RE1 Remake. I I uh I was introduced to Resident Evil 2 from like a family friend uh and he was much older than me and he had RE2 and he was playing it and I was watching him and I was like hmm 
I need to look into this. It's scary, but I want to play it. And so I think like a year later, I ended up saving up some money and I went to go buy Resident Evil 1 Remake and Resident Evil 0 for the GameCube. One of those games is like one one of the best survival horror games of all time. The other one, not so much. (laughs) The other one is just really contentious uh, and yet still a relaxing watch um, after a long day for somehow yeah re0 is much more enjoyable to watch than play i will say that i agree <laughs> yeah i remember playing through that one just one time just been like okay yeah i'm not gonna do that again yeah. um it, it's funny i, I don't want to break into this topic i didn't intend on breaking into this topic quite yet because it seems like me and apache have a lot of questions related to um speed running with resident in regards to resident evil but i i see a lot of oh and and, and if it sounds stupid i, I understand but I, I see some overlap between like zero and four like silent hill four where it's like i enjoy watching those games and i enjoy them conceptually from like their plot and their gameplay ideas but the actual execution of the gameplay, I'm just like, okay, I don't know if I want to play this again or if I like it or not. So, yeah, I think I see where you're coming from. Yeah, Silent Hill 4 was probably, like, not even supposed to be... I, I don't even think Silent Hill 4 was finished. I, I truly think Silent Hill 4 was Konami just trying to squeeze a, the last little bit out of Team Silent before they said, all right, see you. Yeah. Usually we hear that statement a lot about like MGS five, uh, <laughs> but never about uh, Silent Hill four. Yeah, um, that's a new one. That honestly, that's a new one. Whenever someone brings up MGS five being unfinished, I'm like, mm, Silent Hill four was unfinished. We should. Uh, <laughs> we should. <laughs> no one gives that any shit. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it's funny because like one of one of the things that really points towards that is that in the game files there are items that aren't in the game and those items that are very suspicious and seem like they would lead to like other endings and stuff like that like ufo ending or like another joke ending or something like that so it's like it's it's very clear that the release date was way earlier than it should have been it's a bunch of like loose threads i did not know that at all it's yeah. like brand new information to me. That's actually really cool. Yeah, it's it's pretty weird, but still a good game. And you you're all hating on Zero. I I think Resident Evil Zero is quality. So I don't know what you're talking about. I just remember it was on a train. I never said it was bad. I just said it can sometimes cause headaches occasionally. <laughs> There's a lot of uh inventory bullshit with that one, wasn't it? Is that is that yes. what it was like? Okay, yeah. It's because yeah. you have two characters like the concepts, the concepts that they use in RE0 are, are they're they're fabulous on paper, but in execution, it was their first time ever doing it. Mm-hmm. And not only that, but like they didn't have their main team working on it. Their main team was working on RE1 remake. Ah, so okay. RE0 was like this weird prequel spinoff that sounded really good and looked really good and played pretty good. But the whole two character thing, they just they kind of fucked it up <laughs> a little bit. And it wasn't co-op, was it? No. Yeah. OK, that was before they had kind of introduced all that. So maybe it walked so RE5 and 6 could run around all stupid. I don't know. Oh, definitely. <laughs> it's something I, I definitely want to get your take on, because this this is this is something that I feel Metal Gear has never cracked and um, Resident Evil has never cracked. And it's doing multiplayer right. Apart from co-op, I think Resident Evil 5 did co-op really well. 
um, and I enjoyed the hell out of it, but they've never been able to do like PvP. Metal mm-hmm. Gear, obviously, some a lot of people like MGO and people have great memories of it, but it never cracked like the multiplayer shooter market. Like I'm going to did. I'm gonna step out of my this conversation embarrassingly because I put way too many hours into resistance for like the two <laughs> months it was alive. But go ahead. Resident Evil have tried multiple times to get kind of PvP right, and they've never done it. What do you think it would take for Resident Evil to get it right? Um. Oh man, that's that's hard because the the thing about Resident Evil and like the whole the the whole idea of turning it into some type of PvP format is that um. Like the only one that was even close to really getting it right was Resistance, but unfortunately, uh, Resistance was a a take on an asymmetrical horror game, um, and I think that was that was okay. But the fact that it was attached to RE three remake as just like a side thing, you know, it was basically you know the the free. I don't, I don't, this is a stupid analogy, but it's like, you, you know, you go to a fast food place and you order the meal and then you get the the free thing on the side. Yeah, that was yeah. resistance. And <laughs> yeah. that's how, that's how they treated it. And that's, that's unfortunate because it had a lot of potential. And I think, um, what they need to do to make PVP right is they need to not treat those games like side pieces, but unfortunately mm-hmm. they can't afford to do that because resident evil, there's, there's no way of telling how the main Resident Evil like team, you know, would handle a PvP game and if they were to put actual like two, three years of development into it, if it would even be successful or played as much as other multiplayer games, because nowadays it's so saturated. It's in it's quite unreal how saturated horror multiplayer has become because of Dead by Daylight, which is a whole nother rant that I could get into, but it's that's that one's brutal. <laughs> so, yeah, I think like uh, it's probably the same story for Metal Gear. They, they can't just put the resources required into like the full development of the multiplayer aspect. It's always an it's always like an afterthought or, as you say, yeah. the free thing. It's like it's the toy with the Happy Meal, right? Man, that is yeah. what that's perfectly what MGO three was this time around, especially like like MGO two. Like I can see a little that got a little bit more love and stuff, but MGO three definitely was yeah a little Happy Meal toy. And like the funniest thing is that, man, I mean back when Metal Gear Solid four first came out, and there was online for that, I think there were so many people who sat down and played the game, and they had no idea that there was online. Like, yeah, it, it was a part of the game. It was there. It just it wasn't really marketed very well. Mm-hmm. So I think a lot of people played that and they either they had no idea it existed or their Internet was totally dog shit, which a lot of people's Internet was. Mine was mine was. Dog yeah, shit mine back was. In that time, yeah. So I that's totally understandable. But, um, you know, even I still tried playing it and I thought it was pretty damn cool i thought that like it was executed in a way where you know you could spit you could sit there for a few hours and just enjoy it um and sadly that is the the only time i've ever played anything online with metal gear so well i i was i was as you say like i i didn't even think about it having an online system i i got that game on release and i sat down to play the single player and 
That's all, that's all I was thinking about. I didn't look at the box and see there was an online. I never tried to play it. It just didn't even come into the same realm as what I was doing when I was buying that game. So mm-hmm. I think that, yeah. that probably the same happened for a lot of people. It wasn't really marketed. I'm sure people listening know that there was full marketing for it. I'm just saying I didn't see it. Yeah, um, it, it wasn't like pushed the same. No, yeah, like, cause, I mean, if you compare it to, like, the marketing of other multiplayer modes out there, like, it, it was definitely, it was there, but it was under the radar in comparison. I mean, when did Metal Gear Solid 4 come out? Like, 2008. 2008, yeah. okay. I was about to say, like, 09, but that's okay, all right. 2008, so. That's, like, right when social media was, like, kind of kicking off and stuff. Yeah. Like, it just, yeah. That is, that like, is the social media boom right there, and that's also the boom for, like, you know call of duty and gears of war and uh what you know tf2 and you know league and dota like it's yeah people want to gravitate towards what everyone else is playing and if if not enough people are playing your multiplayer mode there is less drive to play it yourself one thing i saw in like the phantom pain too i think a lot more people played the fob mode than mgo3 and i think that was just because it was probably integrated into the the single player stuff you know like where you're like your base was getting raided you'd get a little little alert that that was smart honestly but yeah i had more fun with that i didn't touch that either like i've just never really played multiplayer metal gear and the only one that i like really want to play now is like ghost babble with a link cable i really want to play that that sounds like a lot of fun, actually. I've never played Ghost Babel. So good game. Fourth best Metal Gear game. It's like one of the only ones I haven't played. So, and you could, uh, you could. I mean, you can play backups of it on uh, on emulator. <laughs> I'm sure. I mean, that's what I had to do for Gaiden. So, oh man, is Ga- is Gaiden like the Ghost Babel of Metal Gear? No way. I'm sure Ghost Babel's way better. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. Well. That- Clicks off one question we had. So, <laughs> um, going going back to some of the, like the speed running challenges, um, Maxia, I know that you're doing the merchantless run in RE4, um, and then I know that Apache, you've been doing two um, type of MGS3 runs. Um, you, I saw the what was it the triggerless button run yesterday. So um, this this came out of nowhere. Like I I openly ask people to give me challenges in runs. People normally say things like CQC only on the boss. Some people like try and get me to do a stalk only run where I can't actually run. I'll never do it. So like it would just take ages. Um, but someone said, "Can you complete the game without uh, R one? So without first person view?" Ooh. And and at first I was like. Hell no, that'd be way too hard. But then I did it, and I and I finished it in like just over two hours. And it's it's a crazy fun run. It's so good. Like removing the ability to go into first person actually makes the game so challenging in weird places. So the the pain, right? You can't you can't hit the pain in third person. You can't lock onto him. Um, so there's no way to hit him from the platform without going into first person. But if you dive into the water, it forces first person view. So you have to like take, take his shield off, dive into the water, and then get a few shots on him. And it forces you to like, because when, once you've done the pain for a while, like, I mean, I, I can kill the pain pretty consistently. It's a hard thing to learn, but once you've learned it, like, it's, it's just like a process. You do it over and over and over again. But with this, like having to dive into the water to hit him, 
um, I was forced to like avoid all his attacks naturally. I had to kind of fight him in a more casual way. Um, that was that was the hardest bit of the run for the show for sure. But it it seems so ridiculous when Appel suggested it in my chat. But after doing it once, like I'm kind of thinking I'm going to single segment Foxhound this now as well. <laughs> I, I love awesome. it. Anything anything that will give me new ideas of like how to play MGS three and. I, d- I just never want to leave this game. I'm just going to play it forever. So just give, please give me stuff to do in it. Um, I'm uh, also working well, how did Cigar Percent go? I'm, I'm, I've not got Foxhound yet. I've been routing it. I've come up with a really clean route for it now. Um, it's just a matter of getting the run. And there's so many things that can go wrong. It's much harder than a standard run. Because it's not just lowering your health from the cigar. Like, you can't use the box. You can't use fake death pill. Uh, you can't use cigar gas spray. So it changes, like so many things you normally do in the run um and huh. cigar is another run that i just i dismissed it I, ju- I just said this is this is this this is too hard or this is too ridiculous um but once i put time into it it, it became really fun to play and and now, now i just need to get a run together why can't you take the fake death pill that's so weird because it's in the item menu and so you've got the cigar equipped you can't use the fake death pill because you have to unequip the cigar oh right okay that makes sense so yeah, I had to come up with like a new way. Normally we use the fake death pill to kill the fear. Um, but I was watching like old boss, boss rush runs of people doing, you know, like the boss duel mode uh, mm-hmm. for speed runs. And they do this thing where they run up to the, the rope trap and it catches snake. And then when you cut yourself loose, the fear runs up to you. So you can do like the setup without the fake death pill. So it, it's, it's been really fun to just, to, to just try out. But getting a single segment foxhound, it'll take some more doing. Um, but once I get it a bit more consistent, I mean, that's that's something I'm going to submit to GDQ next year, I think. I mean, if it's not too long, like, it's a good submission. That's all I'll say. Yeah, it's like, I mean, max, it'll add, like, 15 minutes to the run. And at the time, like, Tuxedo was adding, like, 15 minutes to the run. It's less now because I've become better at it. But Of course. I mean, G- GDQ took that when it was, like, 15 minutes longer than the run. The only the only thing with the, the the cigar right is like how do they feel about promoting someone smoking for an entire run? It's like mm. is it, that that's the thing with it. It's like I would understand if they were hesitant to take something like that. Well, as I, I wanted to bring this up in the um, when Nitroid got here, but as they said in the Did You Know Gaming Metal Gear video that just got released this week. Uh, the cigarette was totally okay in MGS1 as long as it showed Snake being harmed by smoking the cigarette. So maybe you could use that same logic with wow. the speedrunning community? Yeah. Just every single room, I'm like, smoking's bad, by the way. <laughs> every single time it's an inconvenience, just mention how bad it is. Just have the whole stream with like an overlay of one of those like one of the warnings that they have on the pack of the like on the side of the pack with like the damaged lung and shit. Yeah, I uh, I actually bought the cigar from MGS Free, like the the Cuban cigar that it's based off, which we mentioned last episode. Um, it's a it's called an, a Petit Upman. It's the same cigar that JFK used to smoke. Um, I bought one. It was really expensive, but when I get that Foxhound run, I'm gonna spark up that bad boy on stream. That's badass. <laughs> that is that is pretty badass. Yeah. yeah. If, if that if that somehow for some reason happens at AGDQ, probably don't do that at AGDQ. <laughs> <laughs> Sir, you you're indoors. You can't swear. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm not, just I'm, gets carried off. I say fuck cancer by smoking this cigar. 
Like if I, if I got a Foxhound run at GDQ, I'd probably cry because no one's done it since 2013. So it's like wow, a, it's a big deal to me. Like Molotov got a Foxhound run of MGS3 in 2013. His run is like by today's standards is obviously much slower, much more careful. So people who've done runs since they've always made a mistake because they're going for all like the, the, the hardest stuff, right? It's so easy to just get a continue or make a mistake. Um, I think I, I got four continues in my tuxedo run at GDQ, which was what I kind of expected. But there's like a curse, call it the Foxhound curse, because anytime there's a live run of MGS3, someone always makes a mistake. And Molotov's like the only one who's done it since 2013. Wow. I, I, I didn't know it was all the way back in 2013. It's like nine years, dude. Yeah. I'm afraid it's been nine years. Nine years, wow. And the other thing is, the problem with doing these challenge runs like Tuxedo and, uh, you know, all camos and all this extra stuff I do on runs when I submit to marathons, no marathon will take European Extreme now. So I don't even have a chance to beat it because I can't get into the marathon with it in the first place because they're like, no, where the Tuxedo? Yeah, I mean, European Extreme... I, I feel like maybe something had to have happened. <laughs> yeah. Like during a marathon run and all the marathon runners are like, hmm, I think I'll submit not this. <laughs> we need a we need the ladder skip and then it'll get back in. I mean, can you imagine if we found like a major skip when Metal Gear Solid one followed by a major skip in, in three? That'd be that'd be well, too much. A little, little bit of news on the horizon. Appel, a, a who's a glitch hunter, he found many of the glitches in Tomb Raider. He, I've spoken about him before, but he found tons of glitches in MGS3. But they all require you to reset the game to make them work, so you can't use them in single segment. But ah. he's found something that will skip the ladder, but he just he, he just needs to get it to do it. He's found a way to make Snake zip in an upwards direction, and that was like the, the problem with getting this to work. Now he just needs to do it in a way that hits the load zone at the top and he will skip the ladder. So I would expect in the next few weeks, it's very likely that MGS3 will have a ladder skip. Wow. Incredible. Okay. Well, we'll keep an eye out then. <laughs> shout out. Shout out Appel. He's an absolute beast. That's so wild. Zipping. Just like... <laughs> I need Zipping to see this so in action. Weird. Yeah, yeah. Um, you you like have to go into your inventory multiple times and like equip food and then equip items in a certain amount of time, like a certain set of items, and then Snake just like zips <laughs> across the screen. Um, it mostly crashes the game as well, and it can um it can break PlayStation threes, but luckily, f- fingers if your <laughs> PS three breaks. Jeez, yeah. <laughs> oh, man that's, that's kind of scary uh, yeah uh that, that's giving me just like tremors thinking about that just like doing some like speed run hack you guys are just risking ps3s out here meanwhile i, I just finally got my ps3 back uh i think i don't think it's my ps3 i think they just gave me a refurb but uh yeah if you've been listening to the show i've had a dead ps3 since like episode 14 so um here we are episode 64 finally got my playstation 3 fixed installed Metal Gear Solid 4 immediately. And uh, I lost all my save data though. That that kind of that really hurt. I was like, oh fuck, yeah, that blows. <laughs> but I've got like a PS3 for a few more years, so it was either no PS3 emulating on PC or doing this. So I chucked up the eighty bucks. They they got it back to me fast as shit. 
Um, but I will say, if you're going to do this, probably do it soon because it sounds like they are shutting down that department. So, um. I was shocked to even hear that you can still send your PS3 back to them. Yeah. Um, like, and he showed us the form and it says like, send <laughs> off your PS3. And as soon as he showed me this form, I said, I'm going to, I'm going to send this to the other Metal Gear Solid free speedrunners when I beat the time. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Pack it up, buddy. That's good. Send it back. <laughs> I'm going to send it as the thumbnail, but it's so, it's so funny. Just make sure there ain't no roaches in it. Yeah. They, they didn't want any bugs in there. That's it literally says on the, on the slip too. It's like, please make sure there are no insects before sending it back. So, okay. Jeez, they must have had some horror stories to have that. Oh, uh, dude, yeah, they probably cracked those things open. Just Roach Hotels, just ugh. <laughs> Apparently, they like the vents. Like that's I have seen that on the internet before. Like the roaches, like like all the little like vent ports where all the exhaust heat comes out, and they just like <laughs> curl up in there. <laughs> anyway, um, but yeah, got my PS3 back. No roaches in it. It's good. Nice and shiny. I like that uh, you said when you when you when you spoke to them, they were like, "Do you mean PS4?" <laughs> yeah. She was like, "Have you thought about buying a PS4?" Uh, no, got one of those. I will when you put the fucking games on it. <laughs> <laughs> God, ain't that the truth? But uh, the life of having so many games just locked on the PS3 forever, and uh, PlayStation's like, "Yeah, have you ever heard of the cloud? Would you like to play your games on the yeah. cloud?" No. <laughs> Yeah, it was kind of cool setting it back up. I was like, like I looked back and I was like, man, I do have a pretty decent amount of games for this. I put like Gran Turismo on there. We talked about Metal Gear and Gran Turismo. People always rolling together. But yeah, definitely had a copy of that. Hooked up my uh, DJ Hero controller. Hadn't done that in a while. Yeah, bring DJ Hero back. Bring out a new one. They should just make like production hero, you know, just like have like like a NPC, like uh, just like a drum machine type thing where you can just kind of just play along with drums or something. Harmonics kind of did that with the drop mix or drop mix and that that other one that they came out with. I don't even remember what it's called, but it's not the same. It's not doesn't have that tactile that DJ Hero has. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was that was at the period of time where harmonics just was just doing it to do it. They had I was going to say they had the money. We kept buying plastic instruments from them. So. Yo, Maxi, yeah. I bet you're a beast on a rock band on the drums. I'm not bad, no. I'm not bad. Uh, although they're like they're it's so funny. Rock band drums are the way that they make the charts are completely inaccurate to how you actually play drums. Thank you. Okay, all right, fellow drummer here. All right, we're gonna have some drummer talk here. Yeah, yeah. Rock <laughs> rock band charts are bullshit. Guitar mm-hmm. hero drum charts are bullshit. Yeah, it's like it's like I can play along with real drums of this, but what they're telling me to play right now is not it. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah, I remember like. What was it? Rock Band 2. They had the store open and they had so many like downloadable songs and stuff like that. And those were some of the worst charts. Like the main game, some of the charts are pretty good. But, you know, like when you can when you can basically get five stars on like what is deemed the hardest song like in Rock Band. Yeah. And then you go to the the DLC store and you download a Grateful Dead song and you can't play it for your life. Something is wrong. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i always like I, i'd normally make the comparison that like drumming as a skill actually translates to the rhythm game whereas the guitar doesn't work like if you're good at guitar you're not necessarily good at guitar hero but if you are mm-hmm. a drummer you're good at 
rock band and then the drummers tell me that it's all fucking wrong anyway no i'm awesome at the guitar <laughs> part on guitar hero i'm so much better than the actual drumming part because yeah it's, the drumming is not what's actually happening it just fucks me up and that's i get why like guitarists are probably the same way about the guitar stuff it's it's just it's not what's actually going on it's just some weird emulation of it but yeah yeah for for, for what it's worth i think that like the whole plastic instruments period of time that we were all in, like from from two thousand and what two thousand like four yeah. Guitar Hero to like what when did Rock Band two come out? I don't even remember, but it was a pretty long time span of people playing plastic instruments. Yeah, and like it it led to a lot of people picking up actual instruments and they got really good at it. Yeah, and then vice versa, it led to people who played real instruments. They were like, "Eh, screw this shit. I want to play plastic." So. <laughs> You know, it was still all good and fun, but the the harsh reality is that if you devote time to one of them, you're going to be decent at the other. Yeah. But it's get it's really unfortunate if you pick being decent at real instruments and then just being like godly at the plastic ones because mm-hmm. the plastic ones will only get you so far. Yeah. I think content creation kind of supplemented that, but like being good at like a at the actual drum kit, that is the most satisfying thing compared to the years that I spent playing those plastic ones. Yeah. Now I'm just thinking of, uh, Ipachi. I'm thinking of Chris Chan and Ian Brian Anderson. Yeah. Having that's, like, that's, that's the two, the two sides, right? I actually, <laughs> I, I actually permanently fucked my wrists to be mediocre at guitar hero. Like I have permanently fucked up my wrists. Um, like I can't, like game for hours a day without being in severe pain. I have like flare ups of tendonitis for the rest of my life. So holy like, moly, fuck, fuck guitar hero, man. I hate that game. Need to sue harmonics for damages. I don't know. There was there was a hard drive article once, and it was like man man who sold his soul to the devil to be good at guitar hero regretting decision. <laughs> like this shit's about me, fuck's sake. Uh, it reminds me of an Onion article I saw a few like a week or so ago. That was like tragedy, greatest DDR player born in wrong generation. Yeah. Ah <laughs> uh, well. Yeah, you know it's because like it's because actual guitars have like they have um like when you put your finger down on a string on a fret it's like the the tension and and the the uh the friction and like everything you know is it's natural mm-hmm. and with the guitar hero controller you're just kind of like <laughs> hitting a button down yeah. and you're you're forcing yourself to just smash pressure down and that makes it so that your hand is probably putting way more effort into that then you would be putting effort into just holding like a fret down or like a chord and that's assuming that your guitar has good action and that it's like you know set up to be played good i have played a couple Correct. of guitars before it's like ow my hand fuck <laughs> that's true <laughs> yeah. yeah especially acoustics and shit whenever i see a guitar hero chart my fucking wrist burns like when harry potter sees Voldemort. <laughs> Actually, just covers his wrist whenever he gets around it. I really do. I really do. Oh man! <laughs> okay, I had, to, I had to say that aloud. I couldn't stop thinking about it. <laughs> I did want to talk to Maxie a little bit about his experience in the Silent Hill community and some of the like, some of the some of the same pain points they experience as we have as Metal Gear fans. Yeah, Silent Hill does have some stuff uh, in common with Metal Gear. Just both, uh, yeah, definitely both dead series. Um, yeah, a lot of people don't so. realize this, but they're they're both actually made in Japan. 
<laughs> Did you know? <laughs> I can't believe they didn't consult me for that. For that. For that. Did you know? I mean, I I don't know how you've how like um how much you heard from us or or how much you've heard us bitching. Um, but I know I've seen you have similar complaints on Twitter where it's like every week we have to kind of go through this similar song and dance of, oh, well, Konami renewed the IP. Well, hold on. They're just trying to sell more skateboards. Oh, well, but there's this blue box, um, company that came out of nowhere. It's like, well, okay, hold on. Hassan hasn't paid whoever he asked music to make music for him. Um, so, you know. I, I, I kind of like, despite the experiences being pretty much the same, given that these games went through pretty much the same exact bullshit. Um, I still, you know, I be, I'm, I'm still a fan, obviously, but you know, just hearing, being able to ha- kind of have that discussion with somebody who is prominent in the Silent Hill fandom, I think is interesting and both sort of cathartic for us as well. I mean, yeah, Silent Hill and Metal Gear Solid are both in like they're they they share the same cemetery. They're right next to each other, right next to each other in those coffins. And for totally different reasons, too, like, you know, it's not like Team Silent was had like a bad relationship or wanted to, like, end the series immediately, you know, like Kojima did with Konami. Like there obviously there was there was a lot of really bad there's a lot of bad things that were covered up between Kojima and his team and Konami probably that we still probably will never know. But I feel like team with Silent Hill, it's different because Silent Hill went through the process of going through all of these Western developer teams that didn't know what the hell they were doing. Um, you know, so Silent Hill died because Konami just wanted to squeeze money out of it by any means necessary. Um, even if it meant giving away Silent Hill to a bunch of Western devs who would make a mediocre product and just, you know, people would buy it. And then, you know, Metal Gear, I feel like Konami cared a little bit more, but at the same time, it was just all for money still. So they gave Kojima like these insane budgets and kind of let him do what he wanted to with that money. but the creative freedom was probably not really like a hundred percent there at, at one point. Well, that's weird. When you think about like, like that going into PT, it's like, all right, well, there you go. Like you've got the money and then like, you've, you've got like a little bit of, or, you know, I guess a lot of creative freedom. They could do whatever the fuck they were, they wanted to do. Cause they were just, I guess doing it behind their back. I, I don't know if, if like what oversight was actually going on with that, but I do wonder if like, if the failure of, PT like you know like actually launching like did kind of sully any further development with like Silent Hill going forward I I would like to think it did because um I I I, okay this is something that a lot of people don't understand like about PT I think maybe 80% of people who played PT and like tweet about you know PT and and hound konami on twitter and social media about pt like they will never actually understand that what they played was not silent hills and a lot of a lot of fans you know they mean well but they just can't wrap their head around that because 
we never saw Silent Hills. We never saw any of it. Like that that trailer that plays at the end of PT, that's all we saw. <laughs> like that's yeah. it. And and a lot of people don't understand that and they're like, "Oh, man, you know, I wish we got Silent Hills." And when they say that, they're like, "Man, I wish we had 8 hours of walking up and down a hallway." And it, and, and in that case, it's like, "Are you fucking mad?" I don't want that. That's like every other horror game that comes out. You know, it's 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 the same shit. Everyone wants to do that now. It's like layers of fear. That's like what abandoned is. Yeah. Yeah. Aban- abandoned was probably going to be the same shit. And yeah. thank God they're not going to make a game because that studio's yeah. fucking red flags. Exactly. Um, I, I, you know, I I've been watching a lot of shows about scammers lately, like the Tender Swindler dropout. Uh, the one with Jared Leto, shout out Morbius with uh, We Crashed. Um, I kind of want to see a docudrama about Blue Box. I know there's not enough interest for an actual production company to do it, but damn. If we could get Jared, Jared Leto to play Hassan. There was some interview with uh, Hassan this past week. I didn't watch it, but I don't know. Apparently they got down to the bottom of it and they're like broke now and just fucking like it's it's just like a sad ending it's like yeah it's uh none of this is really happening it's just kind of a it's a sad story yeah and i I think like going back to like sullying silent hill like things like abandoned are the reason why like the horror genre is just like it's not that it's dying it's that the 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 bar that you need to like uphold you know being up to par in the genre is no longer what it used to be and you can say that about a lot of forms of media but at the end of the day like the horror genre silent hill coming back we would most likely never get anything close to what we expect like konami would never put a big budget or that much effort into it silent hills was the last thing that they probably cared to put that much into and i bet you the only reason why is because it was kojima del toro and whatever the hell team he had like that's it that was the only reason why and the horror genre it's like it's not dead but it is getting to the point where the, the a lot of the mediocre bullshit is held up very high and the reason why is because the bar is so low. And that's the only reason why that happens. Yeah. And I kind of feel like, you know, as much as people don't like, I, this is going to be really silly. This is going to sound really dumb. But as much as people don't like Metal Gear Survive, that game, and it's like the the bar that it is just trying to reach for, mm-hmm. It if another Metal Gear comes out, which will never happen, it would be the same thing as if a Silent Hill game would come out. The bar was lowered and the nostalgia goggles would be in full force and you would just be like, hey, remember Metal Gear Solid 3? God, that was good. Yeah. And that's that's what would be the end of a new Metal Gear game. Same as Silent Hill. Huh, guys, do you remember Silent Hill 2? Oh, God, that was a good game. That's what would happen after those games would release because... There would be no passion. There would be no love put into a new game. It would just yeah. be there because people are demanding it so much that Konami's like, okay, fine, just here, have it. Shut the fuck up. Yeah, that that kind of reminds me of like exactly like the same feeling when when people started watching The Mandalorian after like after the sequels. They were like, like you know, if you look at The Mandalorian, like yeah, it's a good show, 
but like people were like, holy shit, this is great. And it was like, no, 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 you've just, you've been eating really bad Star Wars lately. So this seems really good, like just in comparison because of the bar lately. And just, I don't know. Mm-hmm. But yeah. I think that's a warning that we give off a lot as well. You know, we, as I said, you know, we, we constantly deal with, hey, don't, don't get excited because a blog said that Konami renewed their IP, but on the same, from the same angle or rather the, the other logical and it's like, okay, even if Konami did decide to proceed with this IP or remake Metal Gear Solid one, or even continue a sequel, you know, that that's more content for us. But at the same, at the same time, you know, do you want things, do you want the company as it is now to be handling the IP in the way you want it? Um, yeah. And to that point, I, I you know, I, you know, we always compare Konami or Silent Hill and Metal Gear, but um, I, I never really thought of the ju- juxtaposition this hard until we had this conversation because it really is the quote as as the quote they say is like, is it better to burn out or like f- fade away or something like that? Kurt Cobain. Yeah. Uh, and those kind of did one or the other. Um, yeah. Yeah. yeah, Hassan definitely decided to burn out rather than fade away. That's for sure. Um, <laughs> he is the key, he's actually the king of burning out rather than fading away at this point. I think what you said before as well, Maxi, about um, Silent, Silent Hill, Hill being, being sold, sold to, to uh, uh, a European, European developer, developer. Um, um, is the, the exact, exact thing, thing people, people wish for with Metal Gear, Gear as well. Like, oh, why doesn't Konami just sell the IP to someone else? Uh, aside, aside from, from if Capcom, Capcom took a crack at a Metal Gear game, game I'm not really interested in seeing any other developer doing it. And you would see that exact same situation with Silent Hill and Metal Gear if it was if it was sold to someone else to do it. Yeah, no, I I agree. Like it's it's kind of hard because you know Silent Silent Hill is you know in its true form. You know Silent Hill one, two, and three; those games are complicated. Like they have so much depth and and so much detail that most people don't really realize. And it's the same thing with Metal Gear. Like it's, you know, the way that that game is put together, like there's a lot of stuff you're not going to understand or you're not going to perceive. And like it's that's okay, You know, it's it's not completely vital to your experience with the game. At the end of the day, it is a video game, but. Like, it's really important for a lot of people. Like, a lot of people do find that that is what makes the series, like, amazing, is those little details, not just the, you know, not just the experience at hand when you're playing the game. So, like, if you had a Western developer take on that vision, it would be nothing similar. It would be, it's like, when Silent Hill Origins came out, it's very obvious that Silent Hill Origins is just a fan game. Oh, like yeah. that's how it feels. Like metal, could you imagine just a just a fan, a fan making a Metal Gear game? Like that's that's what we would get. And sometimes that's kind of cool. Like what was that one game that came out like months ago? On metal. Uh, yeah, no, that game. See, that game is very it's very cheeky. That's yeah. that's what I would say. It's a very cheeky type of game. It's it's very clearly inspired but it's trying its best not to just be like metal gear you know Mm -hmm. it's it's trying to be its own thing it's it's trying to be unique but on the other hand like that's the type of game that we wouldn't get we wouldn't get something cheeky we would get something so desperately trying to cling on to life yeah that it would be pathetic to to play and watch and that's how i feel when i play like 
Silent Hill Origins or Silent Hill Homecoming. Like it's it's pathetic. It's it's like watching it's like watching a little bug on its back. It's like, oh, help, human. I need to I need to get off my it's like you pathetic little thing. Look at you. I'm kind of worried about like Metal Gear doing like, you know, if, if Metal Gear Solid gets gets a remake, if like if they go like the Call of Duty Modern Warfare, like they're just like, we're going really fucking serious and it's going to go a little bit grittier than you remember. And we're going to introduce some other like, God, what, what did they do? Like white phosphorus? Or, yeah, like they would do something like a little bit more fucked up in the Metal Gear Solid thing. We're like, oh, God, like they didn't have to go that hardcore. Like, I hope they don't lean into that because uh, that's not really going to do it for me if it's just like Metal Gear Solid, but really hardcore and gritty. It's just like, uh. it's it's funny that you mentioned that because like I, I kind of going back to westernizing. I, I was thinking about um, the Western Silent Hills and I just distinctly remember like Silent Hill Downport. It felt like it was being very um, like very violent and brutal to, to lack up to, to make up for that lack of detail that sort of Maxi described. Um and I, yeah, I wouldn't want that in Metal Gear. I wouldn't want that, like, ar- arbitrary brutality. Yeah, and another thing that recently did that, going back to what we were talking about earlier with Halo, yeah, Halo, they're blowing their fucking legs off and shit. You're like, whoa, what? <laughs> like, like there's, yeah, there's just gore in this Halo uh, series, and it's, I'm just like, oh, uh, goddamn, okay, I, I guess, but it's just, I, I wasn't really here for that with Halo, but okay. Yeah, we, yeah. We, with Halo, I mean, they need to have made something better than Red versus Blue. If it's not better than Red versus Blue, then they may as well have not bothered. Yeah. Um, but what I wanted to say is, uh, what's that Resident Evil clone that came out recently? Was it Tor- Tormented Soul? Some something like that. That is Tormented Souls. Yes. How How do you feel about that game as a as a Resident Evil player? See that that is a great example of like what I was just talking about, like. That is very much so like a fan. That's like a fan game of just Resident Evil and Silent Hill just smashed together. But like it's done in a way where it may not be amazing, but it's it's definitely better than probably like 80 80 percent of horror games that come out nowadays. It's. Yeah, so it's doing it's doing its part for the genre. It's uh, it's it's trying to show people that like that form of of horror it can still be done well and people will still love it and even though most of the people who played it have probably played Resident Evil and Silent Hill and that's the reason why they picked it up in the first place it it can still attract new players and it can still succeed uh it's it's a good game like it's it's not uh it's it is it is really like a fan a fan game though like it's it's Resident Evil 1 remake tied together with clock tower tied together with like silent hill not the best parts of silent hill to be fair but it it really is just like an amalgamation it's like going to it's like you know back to the fast food analogy it's like going to you know put coke in your in your cup but then you're like hmm I think I'm going to mix this Coke with this Dr. Pepper because I'm just fucking crazy. <laughs> and that, that's 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 what Tormented Souls is. It's like you're just kind of taking something from each, you know, taking a flavor from each, you know, game and just smashing it get together. I, I think that's what I would like to see for Metal Gear. I would like to see people make games in that same style of one, two and three, because it's not really a game that's ever been copied. You talked about Unmetal, which was a, 
uh, MSX. It was it was sort of poking fun at the MSX yeah. Metal Gear, yeah. but it wasn't it wasn't a rip off, and it was it definitely tried to be its own game. And I'm not just saying that because they put my voice in the game. I'm saying that because I really think it's true. Hashtag ad. Yeah, it is. Um, there, <laughs> hashtag ad. There is that uh, undetected game as well. That that's going for like the straight up like MGS one overhead camera, like gonna do a lot of corner sneaking and. The, you know. the, the voice actor from that game follows me on Twitter, but I do want to still say my real thoughts about that game. It, I, I, I mean, I can't know until I play it, right? And I will play it as soon as it comes out. With undetected, you're talking about? Yeah, yeah, undetected. Okay, yeah. Yeah, I can't say until it comes out, but like, there's a system where they kind of turn the light switches off to make the guards um, go and turn them back on, and I, I feel like it's missing the point of what made Metal Gear Solid so good. I, I don't know from 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 the first look at it, I'm just I'm just not sure if it's going to do it for me. But I will get it as soon as it comes out, and I'll probably play that shit on stream. Like, I, I, I do love to see people doing that, but I'm just I'm kind of worried about that one. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I've never seen anyone really try to like emulate the the same kind of aspects of Metal Gear Solid like one, two, and three in like an indie game format. Like, I don't think that's like you said. It's I don't think it's been done. Um, and I would be. I can't think of one example. Eh, well, you can. I can't think of one example. Oh yeah, no, I can't either. You said yeah. you can. Um, I was like, <laughs> what? Like, please it? let me play right. it. What is it? Yeah, so, like, that concept in general, I feel like the reason why nobody's done it is because, well, it's intimidating, right? Yeah. It's intimidating to say, because, like, if you make a game that is very much so taking a lot of the aspects of those games, and you you say, like, no, this isn't inspired by, no, I'm not making a Metal Gear fan game, like, no, that's that's not it, just, you know. No, you have to market it that way, otherwise people are just gonna be like, bro... Yeah. Come on, tell us the truth. <laughs> just tell us how you really feel. And like, you know, you gotta market it that way. It's gonna attract people to to play the game in the first place. Um So what about like those three Metal Gear Solid, one, two, and three? Like what which part from each one would you like about it? Like just like the, the camo feature of MGS three or the 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 like healing medical feature of MGS three? Which one would you prefer to have in there? Uh, well, absolutely, like, the the camo, like, basically, like, toying with the AI, like, I think one of the best things of Metal Gear is the AI, like, Mm -hmm. if you can nail that part of the game, like, you've already nailed one of the most important aspects of, at least in my opinion, of Metal Gear Solid, is that the AI is smart, but you can toy with them, there's, there's many things that you can do to manipulate the, like, the people, like, the NPCs, or whatever, you know, the enemies around you, and you can play certain sequences of the game in that way. Like you have choices. Yeah. And that's the, you know, that is something that is very vital. And if an indie game were to come out and actually emulate that correctly, like I wouldn't care too much about story. I, I wouldn't care too much about like the way that the game is presented in terms of like graphics or, or mechanics or anything like that. I, I just feel like, that aspect is the most intimidating is finding a way to make it so that the the player character can interact with the areas in in with so many different variables like metal gear solid one two and three yeah i think in uh i think in three like the boss the bosses even started to get ai that could be manipulated as well like the bosses in one and two feel much more static compared to three 
but you mm-hmm. can do strange things to like the boss, the end, um, the fury. Yeah, where you like trick them. Yeah, and they're like, "Oh, motherfucker!" <laughs> like, yeah. yeah, yeah. They start to have a bit more of that kind of guard awareness to them. Um, I really would have loved to have seen that continued as well. Yeah, I, I think that's the aspect that is is probably the most intimidating. But I'd love to see that. And like like you said, Metal Gear Solid Three was the game that started kind of bringing more of that to to to, to boss fights. And I think you know that stuff is hard. Like I'm I'm not a game dev. I I yeah. can't just I can't just be saying like, well, you should just do this. It's like I'm I'm just merely pointing out what I think is like one of the most important aspects for me personally when I played the games. Like I just I was having fun along the way. Like mm-hmm. yeah, I'm gonna sit here and and listen to all these like codec conversations and watch all the cutscenes and I'm gonna you know, look at everything I can and find all the, find all the things that I need to use, you know, and eat an unhealthy amount of rations. But (laughs) I want to, I want to fuck with the AI. Like I want to do that constantly. It's too much fun. Like you can't not do that. That's definitely one thing. I I feel like metal gear and and just like the God, pretty much every IP under Konami's belt, they've got awesome boss battles, like just Castlevania, you know, just when you break it down, it's, there's good boss battles across the board. I agree. I agree. I'm still trying to think of a game that's even similar, but um, <laughs> Shadow of the Colossus. <laughs> Shadow of the Colossus is sick. It's the most similar game I can think of to Metal Gear Solid. Nitroid's not here to defend the uh, the remaster and how much he likes it. All right. Well, <laughs> <laughs> he hates it. All right. Well. Let's see. We are coming up here on an hour and 20 minutes. Is there anything else you guys wanted to talk about or? Well, uh, I think that we could at least mention two other things uh, or cool. Uh, we were going to wait for Nitroid to get here because I really wanted to get his input on these, coming. but yeah. I think he's um, first was the, um, the did you know gaming? They recently did a video about MGS cut content narrated by David Hader. Um, you've probably are, if, you've, if you haven't already seen it, definitely give it a check out. Uh, Nitroid did a lot of work to help with the knowledge in that uh, video, and it shows. And then one more detail that I wanted to mention this week, uh, and this came from the Death Stranding um, Q&A that Yo- Yoji Shinkawa and Kojima did. Uh, Kojima admitted that he's bad at PvP games, uh, and that helped motivate him to work on the stranding system. So I thought that was very inspiring. And on the topic of inspiration, he said that his most inspiring character design was Cliff Unger. And he said that <laughs> the, the, the translator said that he said it was so beautiful. So yeah, they're like, even when we, we just scanned them in, we're like, God damn, look at that. <laughs> <laughs> wow. It's that 3d scan of, of Maz. It's just, everybody was just sitting there for a while. Yeah, that was a cool interview. It definitely, uh, that's on the 505 Games uh, YouTube channel. They did just like a community Q&A. That's about 30 minutes long. Probably about 15 minutes of actual, you know, just if you take out the translation and stuff. But uh, it, it was, uh, I think, I think Nitro said he submitted some questions that got ignored. But there are some good questions that got asked. And it's uh, Yoji and Hideo just sitting there kind of chatting it up. So let's check that out. If you haven't already. And check, check out the, the Did You Know, know Gaming video uh, over there. You can hear David Hader say Nitroid's name is pretty cool. I'll just throw it in here right now. I'll just cut it in. <laughs> Nitroid. Gotta check out Maxi Loeb's uh, 
Maxie, if you want to plug where people can find you online, you can go ahead with that. I, I stream like every day except Friday on on Twitch, twitch.tv slash Lobes. Currently getting into more YouTube stuff, so I do have a YouTube channel. If you feel like watching, you know, speedrun documentaries or watching me be really good at random games from the early 2000s, that's that's a thing. Gen- genuinely, I think your YouTube content is really fucking good. And it's exactly what I want to do with with YouTube, like from for my own games. I look at your content and think this is the kind of mark I want to hit. It's very engaging, very concise, really good channel. Thank Definitely you. check it out. Yeah, it's kind of hard doing all that stuff and like full time streaming. If if I could hire an editor and like, well, I could hire an editor, but that's that's money. So I just do it all myself. It's gonna be a lot of fucking a lot, it is. a lot of work. I do want I do want to say since I've got since since you're on the show, I do want to say I had a funny moment because when I when I got into speedrunning, obviously you were well established. You were you were someone to kind of look up to as a speedrunner. So I watched a lot of your shit, and I happened to get sent when you did the reactions to like the gdq list when i got in and you were like oh patch smash like, he's oh a really god, good speedrunner and i was like oh my so, god he knows who i am <laughs> so that was that was like yeah I, I mean i've been around since like 2015 so there's there's probably a lot of people that i know and they don't know that i know them <laughs> well it was it was good to know you Hell yeah. Yeah. I, I, like I said, I'm, I'm a fan. I'm a big fan. I, you like Aaron, uh, Bakba, uh, Carson, Carsey and like eternal enigma are part of my, like, like day is over. Let me grab a cup of tea and a bong hit and just chill out streamers. So it's been such an honor to have you on the show and talk with us. I, I mean, that, that means a lot. I, I'm that late night dude, late night hours. A lot of people, you know, finish work or you know if you're across the pond you wake up and i'm there so. yeah, you stream at nightmare hours to me if I'm ever okay so what i miss god damn it nitroid go fuck yourself <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>